The time for empty talk is over. Now arrives the hour of action. It's time for the John DePietro Show here on News Talk WNRI 1380 AM and 99.9 and 95.1 FM. He's a special kind of sentinel. Mr. DePietro, who is in the eye of the storm. Suddenly, John DePietro became the story. Radio talk show host John DePietro. All right, here we go, folks. The power hour has arrived. Good afternoon, one and all. Here I am, it's Juan. This portion of our program, the John DePietro Show, is brought to you by K's. Remember, whether it's lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge, stop by K's. They're waiting for you. Best steak sandwiches in all of New England. Best uh, lobster roll sandwiches without question. Stop by K's. They're waiting for you. All right. Phone lines are open. 401 766 1380. 401 766 1380. Remember, you can always email me. Send me email. I read all my email. It's john at depetro.com. John at depetro.com. You can listen online at depetro.com. I'm going to show the um, uh, website in just a moment. And then also we do a Facebook Live. And I like to give a special shout out many times. I take attendance, those that are watching on FB Live. Good afternoon, Roseanne. There's Dr. Lisa. She said, I'm so excited. I plan to be part of Team Fung. That's exactly right, Dr. Lisa. Very happy for Barbara Ann Fenton Fung. Good afternoon, Captain Chris. Hola, Joe Roberts. There's Daniel and Martha. Hello there, Martha Stamp. Greetings from Maryland. Um, oh, good. She's going to be at CPAC. And then there's, uh, hello, there's Dennis O'Reilly and, um, and everyone else. All right, 766-1380. 766-1380. And then there's Susan and uh, Jared and a lot more. Folks, again, uh, let's see some thumbs up. People certainly enjoy Facebook Live, so you can uh, do a thumbs up to show your approval. We have a, uh, I want to touch on a number of different things. I'll, I'll start with um, the news, of course. Good afternoon, there's Dennis. Um, I want to start with the news, and that is with Barbara Ann Fenton Fung, who I like and I respect and consider a friend, that she is uh, deciding to challenge House Speaker Nick Mattiello in this District 15 race, it is, um, it's a great political move. It is just such a good strategic political move. If, um, if she said to me, Juan, you know, if you, could you pick a race for me? What race do you think I should run in? I, I would say she lives in Mattiello's district. He is, uh, I like the fact she called it a nightmare. The Mattiello district where she lives that district, District 15 in Cranston, gave President Trump his highest vote total, highest vote total as far as win in, in 2016. And he's going to do the same this time around. She is different than Steve Fryer. She's a female. She's pro-life. Barbara Ann Fenton Fung, and we will have her on the program. She is, um, she's personable. She's engaging. She's very sharp on her feet. I believe uh, she is a very, very strong candidate. In fact, I, I, I would already put her. Now, she hasn't won anything yet, but I would just put her on another level. She's just very skilled at how she presents her case and presents herself. I think she's going to be very, very effective. And, and I see big things for her. But the step one is she's got to beat Mattiello, who, let's face it, uh, the speaker's a criminal. There's a grand jury investigation going on right now. Um, you know, Justin Katz, we, you know, we had on, I, you know, I agree on a lot of things. I, 
different reasons. I don't mean to be argumentative, but we just disagree on different things. I, I think um, I think Mattiello is actually in some ways got a free pass from some of the lack of media coverage. For crying out loud, your, your top aides are being dragged in front of a grand jury of which you are the the subject of. I, I think it should have been across the board. You know, if you turned on the television at 6 o'clock, Channel 10, 12, or 6, all three of them lead with grand jury into the most powerful person in the state. It was like that with Cianci, and he was just the mayor of Providence. Granny was well known. I, I think I'm, I think the, the some of the news coverage has been lackluster, not counting Channel 12, and the journal has been very aggressive on it. But that said, uh, but just that, that is a big local story, and you will get to know her. And that race is more than just a Cranston race because the ability to be a giant killer and take out House Speaker Nick Mattiello has big ramifications. And I believe she's up to the challenge. She is going to be very good. You know, this is a, a type of campaigning. You're going door to door. That guy has stuck by. He, he really did not win in 2016. And the results of that are going to be in a courtroom. Mattiello, he doesn't belong there. Uh, it's a criminal enterprise. It is pay to play. They shake people down. They have hidden interests. When when all of that gets unearthed, and I also commend Blake Filippi for going after them and trying to pull the lid off this total scam. Think of that. These guys are spending forty six to fifty million, and they don't feel they answer to anybody. Anyone that saw Frank Montanaro, to keep in mind, never mind who the old man was. Anyone that saw him outside of court. You, you wouldn't put him in charge of a, you know, a $50,000 budget, never mind $50 million. A challenge for him is putting, stringing together two sentences. The fact that he is in charge of that, and you just can't believe a word the guy says. You know, taking advantage, everything's free, everything's a scam, everything's for free. And taking advantage of the tuition and everything else, it's just disgraceful. Now, <coughs> on the national front, what is going on right now, and I'm just checking some headlines, will Obama move to stop Bernie? Uh, Buffett boosts Bloomberg. It's the Socialist Democrats now. Revolution on the left. But see, uh, shock poll, Sanders Warren ticket beating Trump Pence. Well, I, I, don't, I don't believe that. I mean, first of all, there's two different parts of this conversation. And that is part one. Is to me is Bernie Sanders, Senator Bernie Sanders, going to win the nomination? And the answer is, I mean, they are going out of their minds. The answer is yes. Governor Amundo, you want it that that will be. She just proved why you wait till after the first debate. She has proven th- there's no way if she could pull it back. If she could pull back, she endorsed Bloomberg. Bloomberg is dead man walking. Let me. Be, I can't believe these people that say, well, you know. He, he could still rally. He's not. Did it? Did you watch the debate? I was talking with some of the other. Did you watch the debate? He's not rallying from anything. He has sixty billion dollars. He he needs sixty trillion. It doesn't matter. He'd be better just instead of spending all that money on television ads and all the other money he's spending. He'd be better just handing out fifty dollar bills if you vote for him. He'd have a better shot. There's no way. Mark Halpern, who I still follow, he had a great piece on, he had a great piece, uh, Mark Halpern, on, he went in, he said, you go into, he likes to go into uh, the campaign's volunteers in the different states and go in at night and see what it's like. And he said, you go, he wrote, Mark Halpern now, who I, the guy is still 
brilliant politically. He was co-author of the, the book Game Change. And he wrote, you go into a Bernie Sanders volunteer campaign headquarters in Nevada, or if you went into one in New Hampshire, or now if you go into one in South Carolina, or any of the, and never mind the, the, the places where they're gearing up for Super Tuesday. You go in, and the place is like a pep rally. The place is, you know, just brewing with incitement, excitement. People are there. They passionately believe in this. And do you think it's like that for a Biden headquarters? Do you think it's like that for a Bloomberg headquarters? The answer is absolutely not. Bloomberg is going to be eviscerated on the stage again. Michael Bloomberg, I come back to, his his fundamental mistake was thinking he could win a Democrat primary. That's the mistake. Everything else, it, it, it is fundamentally not sound from there. Now, Sanders, no one presents it the way he does. The same way, you know, I, I'll go, there, there were people who were trying to imitate President Trump and it failed. A good example you saw locally was Joe Trillo, who ran as an independent, said, oh, I'm going to be Trump, I'm going to be Trump-like, and he got 4%. I'm going to tell it like it is and blah, 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 and, and all this other stuff. And it, it fell flat. There are people who are going to try to run on the platform of a Bernie Sanders, and it's not going to be successful. The guy, and I'm going to play sound. I love the fact that MSNBC is absolutely in a meltdown over the candidacy. And I mean a complete meltdown over the candidacy. Uh, they can't believe what's happening. And all this talk about would Obama step in to stop him. You know what else? Uh, again, folks, 766-138. I was laughing at this. There's so much foolishness out there. I can't believe, you know, the media, Biden's, to, I, I, it could become, see, no one's getting out, though. Iowa completely screwed up the process because Iowa, what these, <coughs> what these early states are supposed to do is narrow the field. But Iowa didn't narrow the field. And then New Hampshire gave Mayor Pete a boost. New Hampshire gave Amy Klobuchar a boost. And then just as Elizabeth Warren, I think, would have dropped out and Biden was going to be left for dead. Bloomberg comes in. Elizabeth Warren, boom, shoots up because she attacks him in the debate. She's going to kill him again. Elizabeth Warren has found her momentum. How? Is it on her health care plan? No. Is it on her education plan? No. How has Elizabeth Warren found her, quote, footing? By, boom, banging Bloomberg. He's the enemy. He's like a foreign alien dropped in on them. No way. But I was reading, um, I always read letters to the editor. Let me just quickly find it. How about this letter to the editor? Uh, Hold on. Here we go. Victoria uh, Pickchinch of P-I-C-I-N-I-C-H. Pickinch of Warwick. Ready? Bloomberg Obama ticket is sure to topple President Trump. Letter to the editor of the Province Journal. Why they printed that is beyond me. Doesn't take a genius to figure out the following. First, Michael Bloomberg will steal the Democrat nomination for president. Next, he will choose Michelle Obama for his running mate. Sorry, Bernie Sanders, but your own party do you in again. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Strength to my husband or this time stay with him to help navigate those early hours. Parenthood, I had hoped to. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, I think she, I don't have the full thing of that. I think it then says, like, President Trump start packing as if he's going to be forced from office. Hold on. Let me pull up. Uh, why did I not? I don't have the full. Where is it? Uh, all right. Now I'll pull it up. The full. 
I want to pull up the full letter commentary. Here we go. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. It's from George Tahitian of Coventry, who writes, uh, Bloomberg, oh, your own party will do you in it. Finally, Bloomberg will be the next president of the United States. How can he miss now that Michelle's husband informed us he was responsible for the thriving economy we have and President Trump had little to do with it? I guess you should start packing President Trump, George Tahitian of Coventry. Now, where that is completely wrong is, number one, Michael Bloomberg is not stealing anything. Michael Bloomberg, there's no way they're giving the Democrat nomination to Michael Bloomberg. Bernie Sanders, Senator Bernie Sanders, agree or not, he's going to win the nomination. That's number one. Number two, next, he will choose Michelle Obama for his running mate. Folks, if Michelle Obama wanted to run, of which she doesn't want to run, and hear me out, why on earth would Michelle Obama Former First Lady Michelle Obama, why would she want to be Michael Bloomberg's running mate? If, if Michelle Obama wanted to run for president, Michelle Obama could run for president. <coughs> Not only could Michelle Obama run for president, she could be the Democrat nominee for president. She is the best person. Why on earth would Michelle Obama want to be the number two to Michael Bloomberg? Someone else sent me something. Michael Bloomberg is going to run and win. Declined to serve and hand it over to Nancy Pelosi. Where do people come up with this stuff? I'm going to handle both. Let me tell you what Michelle Obama, and again, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro, 76613. I'm going to play sound of Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders, anyone that, I don't know if people watch this stuff or read this stuff. I was talking to someone the other day. He said, well, you know, Bloomberg is spending $500 million. I, I said, it, you obviously, anyone that thinks that didn't watch the debate, either that or you're an idiot, you don't see it, which is possible, or just you're just ill-informed. There's no way Bloomberg is winning anything. You're not going to stop Bernie Sanders. I'm going to play the sound of him in Texas at the rally. The type of excitement he has is the same type of excitement that President Trump had in 2016. Bernie Sanders is the better candidate. There's no way he's not going to lose to Michael Bloomberg based on what? It doesn't matter. All that money is doing is buying Bloomberg recognition. So, number one, Bernie Sanders is winning the nomination. Now, this business, they're going to take it from him and hand it to someone else. Then that person's going to lose. I don't think that's going to happen. How do you do that? How do you have a contest? And then you just take it from the person. It's not going to happen that way. I know. Who are these people? I'll, I'll address the Michelle Obama thing in just a second. This person sent me a thing on Twitter. I don't understand. Michael Bloomberg's going to win. He's going to decline to serve. His VP is going to decline to serve. And they're going to hand it to Nancy Pelosi. And let me ask you this. And why would he do this again? Did you see the guy on stage? How was Michael Bloomberg described? Arrogant, right? He's a billionaire, $60 billion. He's going to win and hand it to someone else. I feel like saying to this person, number one, let me know when he starts to win. He hasn't won anything yet. Number two, why on earth would he do that? Do you see any humility with the guy? Zero. He didn't get to where he is by achieving something and handing it to someone else. <laughs> you do this. Part of being a billionaire and the success they have is this incredible ego that they possess. And there's nothing wrong with it. If Michael Bloomberg could pull it off, he's just going to hit. What? 
his life achievement after everything he's accomplished, successful businessman, man New York, and then finally, boom, president of the United States, and he's going to hand it off to someone after he'd be the first Jewish president in the in the in the ever in history, hand it off. Why would he do that? He wouldn't do that. What? Like that makes no sense. But let me tell you about Michelle Obama. Let me tell you what this. Oh, then he's going to pick Michelle Obama. And why would Michelle Obama want to do that? <clears throat> do you have any idea what it's like to be the president? Or then why would she want to be the number two? To blue? If Michelle Obama, hear me out. If she wanted to be the president, if she wanted to at least be the nominee, okay, she would, I, she would be the strongest nominee. She would be. She would be a stronger nominee than anyone else they have. But let's look at Michelle Obama's life. First of all, they spent eight years in Washington. And by all accounts, you know, for them, it was a big sacrifice. But it was a chance. He came out of nowhere. He was from Illinois. He was the first uh, black African-American president. They raised their daughters in the White House. They left there in 2016. What is Michelle Obama's life right now? Ready? So, first of all, the money is flying in. The money, they can't, all she gets are demands to give paid, and she gets paid well. Michelle Obama is flown to a country, not just around the country, this country, international. They hire her. She's paid to give a speech, just as an example. There's a company in, just as an example, Australia or Japan or, or England or Germany, what have you. And they're going to pay Michelle Obama two hundred to 250000 to deliver a speech. She has her pictures taken. Now, private jet flies in. You know, if you're the personal assistant for Michelle Obama, here's your week. So Monday, you're in Germany, and she's giving the speech. And you fly in a private jet, and she brings an entourage. And while she's there, you know, she's the... You know, the queen and trotted around and limousines and the, the finest restaurants, finest hotel, everything else. Plus, you're getting paid huge money to give a speech. And that's Monday. Tuesday, you're flying to Paris and it's a fashion show. And you're going to uh, sit at the fashion show with some designers, you know, and some other people that you met while you were first lady. And, and it's all fun. And then Wednesday, you're doing a book signing. Because she has a book and she's doing an interview or she's getting an award, right, in Paris on Wednesday. She's getting paid again. Uh, She's getting an award to be at a dinner. Again, it's all finest of the finest, you know, five-star hotels, private jet. Uh, Thursday, you're flying back because you're getting an award in Chicago for something or in Atlanta or New York or L.A. or Miami. And you're going back to get that. And that's another party and a dinner. And then Saturday, you're taking a jet out to the West Coast because it's, you know, a surprise party for George Clooney. And Meghan Markle's going to be there. And Oprah's going to be there. And you want to see them. And then your Sunday, you're spending the day with Ellen, some other friends. And, I mean, that is so why would you give that up? You're going to give up that? To be, for what? The job of president is never-ending. The job of president, you're about to go to bed in that, you know, North Korea fires off a missile. 
let alone you have to go to Iowa and campaign and it's cold and freezing. You got to New Hampshire and then they're attacking you and you've got to organize. And what are your people, you know, wrote something that then you have to disavow and or then you're the president and you're about to, you know, go to bed and North Korea fires off a missile. And then the next day, out of nowhere, you have to cancel everything because there was a mass shooting in Texas or Arizona or California. And then you got to deal with that. And then there's a hurricane coming. And then there's a tornado. And then there's wildfires on the West Coast. And then, I, I mean, it is, it is unending. Now, again, it, oh, well, it's, it's, she had that. They lived in the White House. Now, this person that wrote the letter thinks she's going to give up that life to be Bloomberg's VP. Why would she want to be Bloomberg's VP? She could say, guess what, Bloomberg? I'm going to be the president. I'm going to let you be my VP. Why would she want to do that? It makes no sense. They just bought a $15 million estate in Martha's Vineyard. She travels around the world. That's one week I told you about. Then she has the book signings and she has she gets awards and she's giving awards and she's giving paid speeches and her and her husband could do a Netflix special and they're going to get paid 50 million by Netflix. And between her and her husband, uh, you know, in the next two years, they're going to rake in 100 million dollars and she's going to give that up to go on the campaign trail. To be Michael Bloomberg's VP. What, again, I repeat, why on earth would you do that? That's like these idiots that say, well, what's going to happen is Belichick is going to take Jimmy Garoppolo back from the 49ers. Oh, okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense. What's really going on here is soak the rich tax plans takes hold in the entire Democrat field. That is what's going to be the story of this year. The way Bernie Sanders explains his plans it doesn't sound like socialism. It doesn't. Now, but here's the reaction. I do like the meltdowns on MSNBC. Let me play a little bit. This is this morning, Joe Scarborough, Morning Joe. Let me play this. Donald Trump was running for the Republican nomination. You and I were talking and you described the GOP as an airplane that had been hijacked by Donald Trump. And yet... Everybody in the back of the plane, were, they were cheering uh, the hijackers on. Uh, four years later, it seems that it's Bernie Sanders that has burst through the cockpit door and the passengers once again cheering while those owning the airlines are pulling their hair. When Donald Trump... I mean, think of that. Bernie Sanders is basically 9-11. And then you had Chris Matthews, and he's getting a lot of heat for this. Chris Matthews suggesting a couple things. Number one, the Democrat establishment is better off. Let Sanders lose and give Trump four more years. I'm wondering whether the, the Democratic moderates want Bernie Sanders to be president. I mean, that's maybe a, too exciting a question to raise. They don't like Trump at all. Do they want Bernie Sanders to take over the Democratic Party in perpetuity? Well, I mean, he takes it over. He sets the direction for the future of the party. Maybe they'd rather wait four years and put it in the Democrat that they like. Now, that's really interesting. That would be people like Governor Amundo, Senator Reid, Senator Whitehouse, uh, traditional moderate Democrats sit on their hands, and do nothing to help Sanders get elected. 
Now, that, that's a real gamble of then sitting on the sidelines. But I, I'm just not convinced that they're not going to stop him from getting the nomination. Uh, that much we know. But the other thing that um, Matthews got in trouble for, and this is, and I caught this, he's with Brian Williams, and he's comparing Sanders' victory in Nevada to Nazi Germany overrunning France in 1940. Here we go. What is going on here, and is this any way to pick a nominee? Well, I don't think so, but uh, it's, it is the way we're picking this one, and it looks like Bernie Sanders is hard to beat right now. I'm with Carville all the way in terms of the dangers of what alerts, what lies ahead in November. I'm very much aware of them. They're sitting on so much oppo research on Bernie, what he said in the past about world affairs, how far left he is. I'm not sure how far left he is, but they're going to make the most of that in terms of world politics. They're going to kill him. But uh, I think it's a little late to stop him, and I think that's the problem. By the way, if you look at the pattern, it's dynamic. Uh, Bernie won the popular vote in Iowa. He won, he won it again in New Hampshire. It looks like he's going to win it here when they finally get a vote. Bernie's been winning consistently, and I think it's mathematically understandable. Every time we poll, every time Steve and everybody polls, two-thirds of the Democratic vote, two-thirds of people who call themselves Democrats are either liberal or very liberal. All Bernie ever... Hold on. Sorry, folks. Hold on. Here we go. To do it, he's done it beautifully, is get a majority of that, and he's up to the mid-30s. If you get half of 67, you're into the mid-30s, and that's where he's gotten a little better. Biden, his only prayer was to consolidate the third of the vote that's moderate and conservative. And he got nowhere near clearing that field. Nowhere near. That's put up four ways now. And so with new people coming in, Deval Patrick came in, he didn't make it. Uh, Bloomberg is in, he's probably going to survive a bit longer because of his money. But that field wasn't cleared. The only way Biden could win in that one-third of the vote that's either moderate or conservative is to sweep it. He got nowhere near. Bernie, on the other hand, did his job. He got more than a majority, more than a majority of that 67%. That is the name of the game it is pretty much over unless that changes i was reading last night brian i know you're a history guy here we too. go Listen i'm reading this. last night about the fall of france in the summer of 1940 and the general renault calls up churchill and says it's over and churchill said how can it be you got the greatest army in europe how can it be over he said it's over so i had that suppressed feeling i can't be as wild as carville but he is damn smart and i think he's damn right on this one you know they are obviously freaking out out about this whole thing. Boy, Matthew's caught a lot of heat for that comment. Now, what should you fear about a Bernie Sanders? How about illegals are entitled to the same government benefits as, as citizens? Folks, if Bernie Sanders, and I want you to understand this, it's John DePietro, 766-1380, uh, the John DePietro program, it's I, it is one. Bernie Sanders would and I think it's dangerous, and, and, and people should not take this lightly. I know some people, I, I, I get nervous when I hear Trump people dismiss it as socialism. Again, I repeat, people don't know what the term socialism means. Well, it's Venezuela. People don't, they've never been to Venezuela. Think of the Lincoln Mall. Think of the Warwick Mall. Walk around there. You at, go to Emerald Square Mall. Go to Emerald Square Mall and ask 10 people to define for you what socialism is. And I'm telling you, 99 out of 10 can't. Maybe even 10 out of 10. If you go to 20, it could be even less than 1%. If you go to 20, I'll bet 
I'd be willing to bet you'd get one out of 20, which would be a 0.5. Young people even less. Well, it's what's going on in Venezuela. It is seen as soaking the rich. But Sanders, he, he's not against, um, there'd be no border with Sanders. There'd be no border. Anyone from Mexico that wants to come and live in the United States, they get in. And what else do they get? All free government services. Um, what, what happened in Nevada was so interesting is Sanders, so many people were saying the union, the union people are with Biden and they don't want to give up their health care plans. Sanders matched Biden with the union vote. The un- he speaks to the unions. He talks about we're going to have more unions, which would be t- destructive. Universal free health care, free education, free health care. Folks, think back to 2008. People got excited, and I've said this before, when President Obama was promising just a free cell phone. Free cell phone, right? And that got people to vote for him. Sanders is promising free everything. You don't think that's going to have an effect? See, people don't, they, they look at, um, and the way he explains it, American can afford this form of government. He's trying to argue. He's saying, no, we're not going to be like Cuba. We're not going to be like Venezuela. We're not going to be like communist Russia. America's different. We're going to have a different form of government. We're going to spread around the wealth. We're not going to allow Michael Bloomberg to have $60 billion that he doesn't need. We're going to spread it out. We're going to pump money in. I'm telling you, that's going to take hold. It's dangerous. Um, it would be uh, decimating to the markets. It would change, but there are people that are unhappy. And the more I go back to, if you said to go to a mall and said to people, well, you know, socialism, they think it's social media or people that are just, does that mean that you socialize a lot? You're very social. They don't understand what that term means. And then, and keep in mind, it's not free, right? The healthcare is not free. The healthcare would be paid for by you. The, the uh, free tuition at the colleges would be paid for for you. He's playing to the masses. He explains it in a way that makes it seem fair. He is, it is soak the rich. There's another expression I want to use, but we'll just stick with the soak the rich. It's really blank the rich. And like I said, round up the top 20 wealthiest people in the United States. Does anybody lose sleep if they take billions from these people? The answer is no. What they're arguing is the system never should have allowed them to make that kind of money. And, you know, look at different places. He is frightening, Johnny Scaff. He is. But look at different places. There is a lot of pay. Uh, There are people. Our tax system does allow people to manipulate taxes. Social media is inundated with people looking on social media and people have wealthy homes and vacations and boats and cars. And you get this attitude of soak the rich. Sanders is about to tie um, uh, Biden in South Carolina. Sanders is owning the Latino vote. They're highly organized Latino vote. And they've been saying he can't win. The African-American vote, guess what? His numbers with the African-American vote is going up. Don't underestimate. Bernie Sanders learned a lot by running in 2016. He did. He lost to Hillary Clinton, but they learned a lot. And his campaign, I mean, he is talking about giving the same benefits to illegals that you get. 
What does that mean? There are people like Bernie Sanders. They feel, let's bring more people into the country. America has, the, state, the United States has what, 300 million, some 300 something million people. His people are saying, we have a lot of land in Texas and Oklahoma and Nebraska and certain parts of the country. I mean, where there's a lot of land or the Dakotas or there's even parts of Florida, wherever. And he's saying, the United States, we can afford to have 500 million people here. Like, why not? Now, the problem is, think how expensive that would get. He's not talking about open borders. He's talking about no border. He's talking about if you live in Mexico, if you want to come and live here and get uh, an EBT card and get free health care and get free education, that there's no one at the border. That's what he's talking about. Um. And he said that. They're entitled to the same government benefits as citizens. Let me get that. So what our campaign is about and what our administration will be about is rethinking America. Understanding that all of our people, when I say all, I also mean the undocumented in this country. Listen to the crowd. Listen to that crowd. That all of our people are entitled to basic human rights. You know, what a statement to make. Because what else becomes a basic right? Isn't food a basic right? Right Right now it's health care, it's education, it's food. That's that, think of that term, basic rights. I think you could argue a vacation should be a basic right. Maybe the government should pay for family to go on vacation. Uh, is a car a basic right? Well, they're against that, right? They want public transportation. The next thing would be free public transportation. All of these things sound wonderful, except they're expensive. That's what he's talking about. He is. And I just, I don't see who's going to stop him. I really don't see who's going to stop him. That rally, listen to this rally. I watched it on Saturday night. And change is our mantra. We are going to change this country. Our campaign, our campaign is about two fundamental issues. Number one, obviously, is the need to defeat the most dangerous president in the modern history of this country. And our campaign, because of your support... Because of the fact that here in Nevada, we've had volunteers knocking on hundreds. I'll tell you another danger in the Rust Belt. I was talking to someone over the weekend and said, there's no way the people in Michigan and Pennsylvania are going to vote. The unions, the unions workers that voted for President Trump helped him win. Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Minnesota. Especially Pennsylvania um, and Michigan. The union workers went with Trump and helped him defeat Hillary. But they're starting to gravitate towards Bernie Sanders. If President Trump loses the, the, you know, it was kind of like the Reagan Democrats. If President Trump loses those union votes in the Rust Belt, there's a major problem. Listen, this was his um, speech after he won the Nevada caucus. Listen to this crowd. And you know, 
You know, this is also important. The president gets very, very upset easily. So don't tell him that we're going to beat him here in Texas. And now I'm delighted to bring you uh, some pretty good news. I think all of you know we won the popular vote in Iowa. We won the New Hampshire primary. And according to three networks in the AP, we have now won the Nevada caucus. Listen to that sound. Well, here's what we know. There's no way Bloomberg's beating this guy. There's no way Biden's beating this guy. And he's on stage with his wife. Where's Mayor Pete's husband? In Nevada, we have just put together a multi-generational, multi-racial coalition, which is going to not only win in Nevada, it's going to sweep this country. I'm telling you. First of all, he's the nominee. And the Trump people are going to have to go into overdrive to, to knock him out. Uh, wow. They really are. This is not going to be easy. How about on Van Jones? Latinos are stepping up major behind Bernie Sanders. He's running as if he's a Latino candidate now. He's on his way to the nomination. Uh, now something could happen to stop him. Uh, somebody might have some marbles to throw on the stairs or banana peel. They better, they better find it. Money? They, they better find it because this guy is off and running. And he has, he's, he's done something extraordinary. Uh, first of all, and I'm sure we'll hear about it from you, this is a youth quake. You got a new generation stepping up. They're not scared of any of these ideas. And they're, and they're tired of hearing Republicans call everything that we say socialists. So they've ruined the word socialist. It's, it doesn't mean anything for, for the younger people. Uh, you've got the Latinos uh, stepping up now in a major, major way behind Bernie Sanders. He's running as if he's a Latino candidate now. Um, and these ideas are no longer as scary to a whole bunch of different you know, that is, um, think about that. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. I know people want to laugh it off, but he they're, they're not wrong. Now, he was on 60 Minutes last night with um, Anderson Cooper. And, again, I, I want to be preface this. I, I would not vote for this individual. I don't agree with his principles. But there's a lot of people out there that would. Study that you had one of the worst records for bipartisan cooperation in the Senate. Oh boy, dead wrong, dead wrong, dead wrong. But I was in the House year after year after year. I passed more bipartisan amendments than anybody else in the House. In terms of getting your bills through Congress, we found, I think, what, seven bills that you were the primary sponsor on that got enacted. Two of them were involved naming post office buildings. Yeah, but if you look at the Affordable Care Act, my name was not on that bill. But you speak to anybody in Congress. I led the effort to bring 11 billion. You know, another thing that can't be counted out, and I'm surprised some Trump people don't recognize this, is keep in mind, the media is not, obviously, I'm not going to break any news here. They're not with the president. So who do you think the media is going to be with? 
he presents himself, you know, somebody's grandfather. Shouldn't that give voters pause? Well, I haven't won the first term yet, so let's... <laughs> yeah, we'll see what Hold happens. On. This is on the age thing. One of the things, obviously, people do know about is you had a heart attack a few months ago. If you're elected, running for a second term, you'd be 82 years old. If somebody running for a second term at 82, shouldn't that give voters pause? Well, I haven't won the first term yet, so let's... <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens on the second term. You know, being old has an advantage in the sense that the issues that I fight for are not new to me. One of the things, obviously... That is, um, you know, that makes it interesting on who the VP choice might be. It would be. This is where Bernie Sanders now in 60 Minutes with Anderson Cooper saying being the front runner is a bit of a shock to him. After your entire career to now be the front runner of the Democratic yes, Party. Yes, that is a bit shocking. I will agree. <laughs> I will agree with you there. The Democratic Party has moved to you, if anything. In many ways they have. And, and the ideas that seem radical four years ago are now kind of mainstream. The ideas are still pretty radical. I mean, you've been saying with pride that you're making a lot of people nervous. You said Wall Street's getting nervous, the insurance industry is getting nervous, drug companies are getting nervous, and the Democratic establishment is getting nervous. Yep, that's what I said. You know what? They should be getting nervous. You know, and think about it. All his different ideas that he talks about, it's really all just based on the principle of make things free. That's really what it comes down to. I know you're saying it's you're going to hear people talk about socialism. They're going to talk about communism. The young people don't hear that. You know what they hear? Greed. Soak the rich. We're getting ripped off. You have high student debt. Your health care is expensive. Wages have not kept up. It, it is a very powerful message uh, with, with certain groups. It is. Um, and it shouldn't be underestimated. He tells everyone, and you're a union worker, you're getting a raise. You're a teacher. Every teacher should make $60,000 plus. I, I think this is a dangerous election. And especially if he gets the union support of which you're about to, I think he's about to. But one step at a time. But there's no question in my mind that he's going to win the Democrat primary. I can't even believe people that can't see what I just played, there's no one stopping this guy. There's no way. They, they're getting stronger. Bloomberg has actually helped Bernie Sanders. Ma, when are we getting the heat back? As soon as... Local propane company. Delivers. Last time that took three days. At least it's not as cold as inside. I'm propane man and I got a plan. I'm going to help you with your gas. If your service is lame, we don't play that game. We're going to be there in a flash. If your heat is out, just give us a shot with a company you can trust. Hey folks, remember Propane Plus, they want to be your propane supplier. Call Propane Plus today. Two locations, Rehoboth, Massachusetts, and East Greenwich. Call Propane Plus today, your heating and cooling. 401-885-4209. The Propane Experts. Our propane plus Tim Johnson and his family, so knowledgeable. They've been in the business over 60 years. Propane, underground tanks, full service, your one source for all your propane needs. Automatic delivery, extensive selection of tanks, all propane appliances, satellite tank monitoring, locked in rates through the plus plan, discounts for builders, installation and service for heaters, 
generators, water heaters, pool heaters, fireplaces, boilers, and furnaces. Call Propane Plus today, 885-4209. Attention business owners. In today's world, customers judge you by your website. And for most people, their first introduction to your business or company is your website. Karen Etchells at Innovast is here to help. Give her a call at 401-321-2799. Hey, now it's 2020. You got to freshen up that old website design that Al Gore invented. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Folks, remember, uh, if you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Now, if you're in an accident, it can traumatize you. It can. You could be injured. But next thing you think of is, I need to get my vehicle fixed. You need to call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. With West Fountain Auto Body, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. They're located right off of 95, right behind the Providence Public Safety Complex. You can depend on West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Wherever you can hear my voice, people from all over uh, Rhode Island, parts of Massachusetts, they drive to West Fountain because the original, the best since 1927, they will repair your vehicle, showroom-like condition, handle everything for you. If you're ever in an accident, drunk driver, someone who uh, had an edible, they were impaired, or they're texting and driving, whatever the situation is, call West Fountain Auto Body, but call them first. 272-3340. 272-3340 for West Fountain Auto Body. You are listening to the John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. Hey folks, we're back. Good afternoon. It is John DePietro. Hey, remember, if you ever miss any portion of the program, you just go to the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. And I want you to look right up on the right-hand side. I'm going to hold this up to everybody on Facebook Live. On the right-hand side, you see the button that says Listen Live. But then, right in the middle of the page, you see it says Radio Show. And if you click on Radio Show... That is holds every hour and program that we do. It's right under radio show. So you can, if you ever miss anything, you want to go back and play it for someone, you just go to the website, depetro.com, click on radio show, and then that's all of the different programs that we have. Remember, you can listen live. This portion of the John DePetro Show is brought to you by Quartz Plumbing of Cumberland. If you have a plumbing emergency, call Victor Quartz, Quartz, C-O-R-T-S, Quartz Plumbing of Cumberland today at 401-714-8478. Family-run business over 20 years, fully licensed and insured. Maybe you have, are you having a problem with your drain or maybe your pipes, plumbing emergency, repair and maintenance? 
I'll tell you, Victor is so talented, he could do a full bathroom remodel. Quartz Plumbing of Cumberland. You need a good plumber? I found a great one. 401-714-8478. I want to say good afternoon to everybody on Facebook Live. Again, folks, again, if you also, that's another way. You can also go back and uh, and listen to the program. I like to check in. A lot of people do that, as a matter of fact. There's uh, Rich Capitalism versus Socialism Communism. Again, Rich, um, uh, Hillary Clinton will not be the next president. They will not. T- I, Rich Massey, um, they will take out Bernie on March 3rd. Who? Who's going to defeat him? Who's going to defeat him? Uh, we don't confiscate wealth. You spelled wealth wrong in America. Um, people regarded as, you're talking about the Democrats, that yes, they will not. Nope, Super Tuesday, you can't. He's going to win California, he's going to win Texas. I'll hold on to this. You're wrong. You can call in sometime, Rich. 766-1380. Capitalism versus socialism versus communism. You know what the problem is? As I said earlier, go to wherever you're listening. Go to Lincoln Mall. Go to uh, Emerald Square Mall. Go to Work Mall. Walk around and ask people, what does socialism mean? They don't know what it means. They don't know what it means. I'll tell you else. Um, it doesn't matter. They don't look at it that way. Uh, Ninety-one trillion. It's they look at it as soak the rich. Um, that is the, again. You can put all this stuff, but Hillary, she will not be. Um, and and again, all this stuff. Capital people don't understand this. And anyone can put this stuff. They're going to stop. Who's going to stop them on Super Tuesday? Who? Bloomberg. If, and again, I'm, I know I'm addressing someone that um, is putting some of this stuff, but uh, that's a lot of comments. But it's not someone to me. Do you, you, this is someone who did not watch the debate. Who's going to stop him on? on who's going to stop him on Super Tuesday? Biden, Mayor Pete, they're going to stop him. Who's going to stop him? Who? Perez? Perez is a clown. It's not stopping anyone. Not stopping him at all. Folks, here's the bottom line. That here's what people need to identify. And I was just texting this to someone. L- look at, and again, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. This portion of our program is brought to you by K's. Remember, whether it's lunch, dinner, or drinks in the lounge, stop by K's right across from CVS. They're waiting for you. Del- you're going to love K's, and I love K's. Anyone that thinks people aren't going to vote for socialism or, uh, you know, they, you, we don't confiscate wealth and that type of thing. Well, let, let's talk about how many firefighters are out on uh, fake disabilities. How many people are on TDI that's fake? What is that? That's people that don't want to work, that want to get paid. How many people lose a job and then they stay on unemployment until their unemployment runs out? How many, you, you talk about union workers, Average teacher in the city of Providence is taking 30 sick days a year. Average teacher, 30 sick days a year in Providence, in Central Falls. I don't know some of the other communities. That's people gaming the system. How many people, uh, firefighter, police officer, all different, teacher, all these different people, they're going to leave and they cash out their sick days and they take a check for... 90,000, 100,000. How many business how many business people know of people that worked for them that are gaming the TDI system? Whether we like it or not, we have a huge amount of people. Look at the homeless that has grown. 
that you have a huge number of people that don't want to work. Who's listening right now and you're a business owner? And you say it's so tough to find people to do these jobs. And I'm not denying that it is. A lot of Americans. How many? What did the, um, the head of uh, Vincente Fox, president of Mexico, what did he say? Well, America needs, America needs illegals to do the jobs that a lot of Americans don't want to do. We actually said something a little bit different. But my point is, if you offer people, tell you what, you don't have to work. Free health care, uh, free education. You get a certain amount of free food every month. You can get high. You can go to Twin River. You could do it. Do, do you, let's really deal in reality the amount of people that would jump at that in two seconds. People don't even understand what the word socialism means. They don't. They think it's been social media. A lot of people, and many of you listening right now, you do work hard. And you, you know, you work at a job and you have a home and you pay what you have to. But it's look at all the homeless people out there. There's and all the people gaming the system that go out on these fake disabilities and this other stuff. There's a lot of them and more of that. And it grows. It becomes contagious. Be very, very cautious of someone like Bernie Sanders. Don't take that lightly. He's John D.P. his talk show on your radio he's john d petro tune in your radio go get him johnny d folks thanks for listening we're back tomorrow at 11 stay tuned the john dm program is next remember visit the website depetro.com you miss any portion of this show you can go to the website and uh, listen it's right under radio shows so we're back tomorrow right here at 11 Dion is next after the 2 o'clock news. WNRI and W236CW in socket, 1380 AM and 95.1 FM.